The Grim Reaper Gamers are a 25 and older video game community with members spanning the globe, playing games across all genres and platforms. Bring your thick skin, drink of choice, and grab your controllers. GRG members are on nightly with official community nights every Wednesday. And now, it's time for the, the ReaperCast. Reaper Hello and welcome to the 159th episode of the ReaperCast. My name is Jack and I'll be your host for this episode. You may also know me as the head grumpkin in charge of the Grim Reaper Gamers, Lala Calamari. And as most people in GRG's chat already know, I am the owner of the world's largest dog cone collar. Literally, I think that the cone on my dog's head was made for elk, maybe moose or something. I, it's, it's humongous, but... Fortunately, he can no longer rip out stitches. My dog had a surgery done to his paw, and he's ripped out the stitches three times. The, the initial surgery was $800. The restitching was free, but the weekend one where he turned my kitchen to a bloodbath, a crime scene, it cost me an additional $1,400. Fucking dog. CSI silly. So now he's so mad at me with this big giant cone that he rams it into me all the time. I see him outside sharpening it on the concrete. So he likes to, he's trying to draw blood. Saw. <laughs> the bonus is, is you can pick up uh, Russia's channels. Right? <laughs> yes, I can. I'm going to stick a coax cable up his ass and see what I can get. If I can get free HBO. Start getting Nigerian fraud ring phone calls on the dog. <laughs> We're getting ET signals from space. Um, ET's phone at home. Oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. All right, let's get into the show. Let's introduce our guest. Uh, first up, we have a member rejoining us, and I'm going to screw up his name because I'm so used to calling him Short Bus, but he now goes by the Barbecue Bus. How you doing? What you drinking? What you playing? And better yet, what are you smoking on the, uh, the grills? Uh, good. I am drinking uh, some Kraken and Coke Zero. That's, uh, that's the drink of choice. After a long day of work, uh, mostly been playing Sea of Thieves and uh, some of the new Warzone. And the last thing I smoked was two tri-tips last weekend. Oh, nice. Nice. My youngest is begging me to get a smoker. He's like every day, but he's going <laughs> off to Florida anyway, so he can go piss off. <laughs> you can get something down there. Up next, we have the most evil person of GRG joining us, Grex. How you doing? What you drinking? And what you playing? Well, listen to him. It's a charade. I mean, it, the, the, the torture that he delivers us in staff chat is just abhorrent. You love that. I, I send <laughs> nice little pictures, private pictures. <laughs> pictures of private parts? Mm, possibly. You'd have to pay extra <laughs> to find out. He he calls it the uh, the the bonus plan. You know that's his. <laughs> that's nice. It's a uh, staff incentives. Exactly. I am drinking a River West Stein Amber Lager. Oh, so, nice. something I got out of uh, the beer of the month club this past this past shipment. It's pretty good. Playing uh, Warzone. Um, Rage Zone, and uh, of course Black Desert Mobile, 
constant 24 grinding in that one. Yeah, it's funny. I see you on blue stacks all the time in Discord. <laughs> and what's that, the Android emulator? So you can yep. farm yeah, AFK. Just AFK farming all day long. They just came out with a new gear set, so which of course has a drop rate of like friggin' point zero 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 one percent and uh i'm i'm sitting here going 24 7 oh boy wow I'm trying to get all the pieces so sounds like fun <laughs> <laughs> all right uh once again my name is lala and i am drinking a haze fix ipa from sly fox um i i need to kick get away from some of these hazy beers but it's whatever. It's easy drinking for the summer. Uh, and this one's pretty good. I like Sly Fox's beers, and this one's pretty solid. Uh, I'm currently playing Elder Scrolls, the, the newest expansion, Blackwood. And they have a big PvE event going on now. So every day you sign on, you can do some stuff to get some fancy, shiny armor. whoop de doo And I'm also playing Rage Zone and Call of Duty, as well as zombies in Call of Duty, and that new zombie map can suck it. I hate it. It's way too intense for me. It's way too too much. We tried last night. Boy, I went down more often than Gunny does at the uh, Glory Hole in Dollar Dog Night. But it was it's bad. It was bad. Anyway, let's move along. Let's get right to the uh, show. Up first, we have the episode rant, and I know I was going to try to stay away from. Picking on Call of Duty, it is an easy target, but I had to go and, and revisit the game because they just came out with a new limited time game mode called Play Payload, and it's part of the the Warzone game. It's it's in the Warzone. It takes place in the Warzone map, and basically, what Payload is, it's it's very similar to Overwatch's uh, escort mission, where you, you basically you take a car. From point A to point B. In this case, for Call of Duty, it's um, these big trucks, and you're going from point A to point B. There's two sets of them, and um, yeah, forty players, twenty per side. Uh, sounds really cool, right? You know, it sounds like a lot of fun. Well, sounds, yeah, sounds sounds intriguing. It sucks you in that it sounds fair and balanced. Yeah. Well, in theory, it sounds good. I mean, I thought like I can't wait to play. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, sadly, like Call of Duty fucktards absolutely refuse to play any sort of objective in the game. Like they will go out of their way to avoid the objective. I just don't know why they're playing an objective-based game and not even trying to go for the objective. Or I, I find it very frustrating because I, I probably played, I probably played a dozen games that first um those first couple days that it came out and it was bulldozer whoever was in the trucks it was a bulldozer it didn't matter because of the 50 cals and everything else and you're basically forced to play the objective if you're on the truck Mm -hmm. and when we switched there were maybe a handful of us who'd who were actively trying to stop the trucks the rest of the team is off trying to you know scale buildings and get better sniper positions and everything else it was just a total shit show yeah yeah and it's it's frustrating i just don't understand how you can go play a game like that and just lose round after round because you're just concerned about getting kills like people like losing like i can't stand it i hate losing like it drives me crazy especially in an objective game mode people in there to rank up guns 
you know, get kills, rank up guns, and then they drop off halfway through. And then with the way they, they have the game mode set up, it doesn't refill the match. So now halfway through the match, you're still in there. You're going to find that half the team is gone. Right. And it's, it's either 20 against 10 or you're, you end up that the, the team that needs the most people, the other, the other really frustrating thing to me is the people don't instinctively want to split the two objectives. If both objectives are going, you invariably end up with five people on one objective and 15 on the other. And it's, it's super, it's super frustrating and super crazy. Especially I, I think about it is I really hope this was an experiment by them to put it in the Warzone menu and on the Verdansk map instead of putting it in multiplayer. It is a limited time mode, so it, a lot of those are more ex- ex- experimental. Uh, but I do, I do have a solution that I think would solve some of this. And, you know, I'm, I'm an idea man. I come up with these crazy ideas all the time, uh, like registering GrimReaperGamers.com. That was a pretty bad idea. Uh, but what I would do is they have skill-based matchmaking already set up with this algorithm that puts you supposedly with people at the same skill level you are. Uh, what I'm th- thinking they need to do is create an objective-based matchmaking system. So it could lump all the, the TARDs that never play the objective. It can lump them all together, put them in their own game. They can go and, and snipe each other, 360 head, you know, no-scope shots across the map, and no one touches the objective. And then lump the players that do play the objectives into their own game, so it, it's a more fun, balanced game. I don't right. If if you know that they can extract information or have data points for skill based matchmaking, you know that there are data points out there for people who play the objectives and who get things accomplished. Sure, I mean it's it's easy enough to do. Like you know, when you play or you caption the flag, you know, just tally up that stuff, you know, and. Right. I mean, you even see you even get the in-game feedback when you kill people when it tells you, you know, objective objective kill or truck stopped or gunners, you know, gunner eliminated. You're getting the feedback there. It's just a matter of now what are you going to what can you do with it as a developer? And my my oldest kid, he says he thinks it has something like this already built in cuz He'll play. He's actually really good. He takes after his dad. I'm, you know, he's, he's almost as good as me. But he's actually really, really good. Your dad, not you. The real dad, the mailman, uh, <laughs> the milkman, or whoever. But he also plays the objective. So he'll get kills and the objective. And he says he feels that he gets put into games with with players that don't play the objective. So to balance, balance out like games, out. and it drives him crazy when he's the only one capturing flags or doing this and the other thing. And yeah, I, like I said, I really think this game mode's a neat idea, but it's just, it's brutal. It's terrible. I, I played three games and I was done. If they want to rank up their guns and they want to go for kills, go play Plunder. That's what that's for. Like, no one plays the objective in Plunder. You go and you, you drop in storage area and shoot people like crazy. Have fun. You know, go for it. Or, like, I think Rebirth is also another just weapons factory, too. Yeah. Rebirth is fun. I like Rebirth. I think it's a fun mode, but fast paced. It's super. It's one of the. It reminds me of like when I think of Modern Warfare Two. Like that's how the 
multiplayer experience was. It was that fast paced. Stupid jetpacks and wall running. Well, no, not that. I I have blocked that uh, <laughs> franchise entry from my mind. Wall running and jetpack hacks. No, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> it's terrible. All right, enough of that. Enough bitching. We got a lot of shit to cover here. Uh, let's move along into gaming geek news. Up first, new game out in beta, at least a new game out in beta for consoles. Apparently, it's been out on Steam for the last year or so. Uh, Splitgate, uh, it, which is basically it's a, it's a multiplayer shooter that's a mix between Halo and Portal. It's on PC, consoles, and crossplay, and it's currently an open beta. And in an unusual move, the developer had to take the game offline because it reached over 65,000 concurrent players. <laughs> they just couldn't handle the interest. This is crazy. <laughs> I was shocked by that. I was like, I didn't know there was that many people that actually, uh, that, was just, that just shocked me. Because I, I didn't see, I mean, there weren't that many streamers doing it. And I mean, I watched it. I didn't think it was that super awesome to but i don't know just out of touch now i guess don't don't know what the kids want these days don't know i mean it looks like halo and i would rather just play halo but uh according to uh, the developer the database can handle 65,536 concurrent players and it, it passed over that and i guess the big issue that they're having is they're, they're only a four-person team so it's, it's not a big developer it's just very small indie group Sixty-five thousand five hundred thirty-five. that's a that's a funky number it's the same yeah, thing yeah. memory limit they're currently working on a way to scale the game up but apparently it's not as easy as just buying more server space i looked at it um i, I didn't even download it i looked at it it looks like a halo-esque game i'd rather just play halo and we got infinite coming up soon so i'll just wait for that you guys haven't tried it yet have you no no it didn't didn't look like it was it was not one that spoke to me in terms of things i need to play or go find i'm too busy pulling my hair out in call of duty Warzone. I'm too busy grinding the the Sea of Thieves, trying to make sure I get awesome cosmetics every month when they close the uh, merchant ledgers. You want to look pretty, a pretty I wanna, pirate. I want to. Uh, I want to have great shit for my ship. That's what I want. Bar- Barbie dress up pirate ship. Exactly, it's Barbie <laughs> dress up pirate ship, and the, all of the Jack Sparrow stuff was was awesome. So. Yeah, I'm too busy. I'm too busy trying to hunt down people on the Sea of Thieves to play this Halo imposter. But Greg said I can relate since we both do it for MMOs, like for Elder Scrolls. Yeah, like yeah I spend a ton of time making my guy look purdy. Purdy, Barbie dress up in those games. Okay, I was going to ask you with your new Blackwood or whatever, did you get a new mount? Do, did you still have to feed the horse and no. take it out? And- no, thankfully, that, that's just a. Um, on each account, each character, you have to just do one horse, and any horse you get after that, or any of the additional mounts, those stats just go with it. So, okay, all my all the characters I have are all hundred percent giant ho- horse wangs. It's, it's all done, taken care of. It's 
And I only use basically uh, the horses. I don't even like the other mounts in the game. They all look off. Well, I was going to say, I know that I was like super excited. I saw the commercial where it was the, you could ride the bear and you were like, the bear is lame. I was like, I thought the bear would be cool. I always say with the mounts in that game, I think the mounts that aren't the horse need to be larger because they just look off scale. Like there's, you can ride on like wolves, but it looks like you're, you're riding like a great Dane. It just doesn't look right. (laughs) You know, break the poor dog's back. You need to be uh, riding like a dire wolf. Yeah, it's got to be huge. Like Warcraft did it well. Like they the the cats and stuff like that, and they're are really good size. Where in this, they're just way too small. And that's just me being nitpicky. So <laughs> I have issues, a lot yeah. of them. Ah, uh, speaking of Warcraft, I don't even know how we're going to get into this next one. Activision Blizzard sued by California over widespread sexism and sexual harassment basically sounds like a grg staff room i was gonna say it sounds like the land yeah this, was, it, was this a article about the grg land party <laughs> could be uh the california department of fair employment and housing uh whatever is suing activision over court documents that refer to their frat boy type workplace culture that subjects its female employees to gender-based discrimination and constant sexual harassment. Uh, this is crazy. This is crazy. It's stuff like this goes on now. Just the stuff that they put in that, that lawsuit, the uh, situations that came up are just unbelievable. They're terrible. To me, like having been in the industry that I'm in, in financial services, this is something that's like straight out of the nineties of stuff that went on on wall street and in financial services in the early nineties to basically to the, the tech bubble is all of these huge investment banks and uh, you know, large financial services companies had the same type of culture. And you, you saw the federal regulators go through and, and basically neuter a lot of these you know man first organizations and it just seems like this is it's finally catching up to activision blizzard because it seemed reading this article and then reading the court documents like there's stuff that's just ingrained in the corporate culture and the fact that this organization did a two-year investigation so it's not, it wasn't just, hey, a dozen interviews with, you know, some random people. It like dug into the culture as a whole. And it was coming from high up too, because the one guy that they're, they're really going after was a, a senior creative director, Alex, I don't even know how to say his last name, Afra Zabi or whatever. Uh, he was named as one of the top level harassers in this lawsuit and you know, always was committing blatant sexual harassment with women with no repercussions. There, there was even talk where the Blizzard's president had multiple conversations with Alex, but only gave him a, a, a slap on the wrist, basically. And it's just, I don't know, mind-blowing. I don't, I can't comprehend. This is crazy. You would think that a game company would be a little bit more progressive, a little bit ahead of time with stuff like this. I, I'm kind of shocked. Yeah, I mean, it- such a male-dominated field, and now you just got these old boys clubs just right, right. Just starting over again, I guess. And that's what I was going to say, Grex, is like you have to think, if you think about, you go back and think about Activision Blizzard as a whole, it's 
a conglomeration of all of those acquisitions that both sides have made over the last 10 years. So it's a bunch of little individual ecosystems under basically an umbrella ecosystem. So if they looked for cultures that were representative of the culture they had at the HQ, then it would make sense that they found either other people who were tolerate tolerant of this behavior or who had the same type of behavior in their own shop. This is why uh, the GRG staff channel for chat, I have it set to auto purge every hour because I don't want Greg bringing this stuff against me later on. I thought you just sent him stuff in like Snapchat to where it just disappeared. <laughs> um, I'm old. I'm, I'm 50. I don't know what a Snapchat is. <laughs> <laughs> I still use MySpace. Oh, is Tom still one of your friends? He, he goes over to AOL Usenet groups and, you know, mail spams me all day long. Or uh, what was it? The city spaces. The city space. Oh, God. <laughs> Ge- uh, Geospaces, yeah. No, I just use Facebook and I hate that so much. It's brutal. All right. Uh, enough about that. It's just in- insane that that's going on. Uh, let's go to something a little bit more fun. Battlefield 2042 had a uh, had some news come out this week, and they had a huge announcement for a game mode called Portal. And I guess this is kind of similar to Halo Forge, where you'll be able to go in and custom design games. I don't know if you'll be able to adjust the map at all, but you'll be able to create your own custom games, and you'll be able to combine elements from four different Battlefield titles of which is Battlefield 1942, Battlefield Bad Company 2, which is an awesome game, Battlefield 3, and of course, Battlefield 2042. You'll be able to create custom games such as one Battlefield 2042 squad versus an army full of German, w, you know, World War II Germans, or have knife fights, knife first defibrillators is what they showed in the trailer, one tank versus an army of EOD drones. It... it Looks a little nutty. I I'm wait. So this is me knowing our audience, Lala, and the hilarity that we had with Battlefield Three and Battlefield Four. I am guessing we are going to have helicopter drone C four wars, or or ATV C four wars, because that is exactly where our demographic. Uh, goes to when we get into custom games or if we all end up in one server together, you know, pub stomping people. Bumper cars with the <laughs> the quads. With the quads. Exactly. with C4. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you know, let's, let's get six or seven guys, throw as many C4s as we can onto a helicopter and then fly it over to the uh, objective. The other thing that I want to that I'm waiting for is because it talked about all the cool tech that, you know, is in the different titles. I want to know if those radar balls are coming back, because if you had a whole team with those radar balls, that would be ridiculous. You remember, you remember those throwable radar balls? Yeah. Wasn't that the, uh, what the snipers had, they, they had this. Yeah. The snipers had the, the radar ball and the drone. Yeah, I never played the sniper too much. Um, oh come on! What is the, what is the bush wookie? The, the bush wookie loadout. You, you get um, two fat, 
and put them in the tank, and then you have like a hundred people chasing with EOD drones. <laughs> I think Two Fat would still win. I think he would still dominate. <laughs> there were plenty of games where he went like sixty-five and two, or yeah, ninety and five, with you know three or four people chasing him around with the with the repair torch. Now I did see that the editor is going to be a web-based editor, and it's supposed to be like incredibly detailed like you, you can change like all different things yeah, they didn't say anything about map editing but they did, did but you can definitely create, create custom game modes like a lot of different yeah. game modes but not really change the map the thing that really stood out to me is that they went back and added the levolution feature to the maps of 1942 and bad company 2 because if you remember, Bad Company 2 had some buildings on the map that weren't destructible or some environments that weren't destructible, but the majority of them were. So if they went back and changed it to Battlefield 3 or 2042 is going to end up with more evolution, then that could be extremely rewarding to just be able to basically nuke an entire map. Yeah, this will be... Uh something that's going to be a lot of fun for like a GRG community night. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure uh, we'll have a server if they're doing server rentals. I hope they do server rentals. I hope they do server rentals and do them like they did. I think it was battlefield three and four. Three and four. Control. Yeah. Yep. You didn't have too much control in the, in the newer versions. You couldn't, you couldn't even assign people teams. Cause we would put everybody on one team and we would just pub stop people. Yeah. I hate when you have like multiple squads out there and you can't be on the same team. Like it just sucks. Like we could have easy 12 people, easy 16 people playing and we'd be awesome if everybody was on the same team. Cause we all yeah, been there. But I, mean, I, I think it was, was it four where we didn't get the, they didn't get the squad tuned in until like the last update or maybe it was three. It took them like a year to get the, the, like 32 person party worked out. And so hopefully with these, with the evolution of the Xbox software and the client from a series X perspective, that it, that comes along with their, you know, the menu or the interface. Well, I know uh, I'll do a, a GRG style map where I'll get like a bunch of tanks and put them in the formation of a giant peen. So. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, do you guys think? I mean, do you guys think this is going to be fun? Like, I don't know if this is necessarily a game mode for me, other than to fuck around on community nights. Like, I, I probably wouldn't get too crazy about this. I well, I mean, you you said it in your first comment. It is reminiscent of Forge, and Forge was always fun for private games. Forge was never fun in a public setting because if you were playing maps you weren't familiar with, you just got stomped right off the bat. But I think for for us, for a community that has as much activity and I would say dedication to this title, this is going to be perfect for us for the nights that we're not playing public matches. That's the only reason I got excited for it is because I knew what the picture that they paint is right up our alley. Definitely. It's uh, 
because we do the Halo nights, I'll mix in like some serious game modes to the goofy, silly stuff in Halo Forge. And because I like to do a mix, I like regular Slayer and, and stuff like that. Uh, but a lot of the guys really get into the goofy, silly game modes. And yeah, like the um, what's the the ball? Like the uh, I forget what it's called, like the disco ball one where you ca- you carry the ball around and it switches people. I've I don't know. <laughs> I forget. Oh. I know there was the one with the uh, the giant boulder go down the hill. You did, did Indiana Jones. You got to climb up yeah, the like hill. Indiana Jones, right? Dodge that. Oh. And there's um, disco. I'm trying well, to they had this. the when we play. I'm trying to remember which one it was. One of the guys from uh, Too Old to Play had made the Forge map that was the uh, that was the replica of that Japanese game show. you know you know the one i'm talking about the super the the one with with the boulder it's basically like wipeout. yeah uh and i remember playing that with a bunch of the halo guys from too old to play and i was like this is amazingly terrible and still funny as hell at the same time like the big one that they like to play is like the uh the sumo either the mongoose or the warthog we drive around, you get that little track and like each ring disappears after X amount of seconds and last person standing. That's, that's a big one, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what they, they have. I mean, they're, they're making a big deal out of this and hey, you know, more options doesn't hurt. And you'll be able to, to share your, your game modes out with the internet and, or download ones. I'm not creative. Like with Halo Forge, I can make a box. So, but I could download all sorts of game modes. <laughs> so I look forward to this because I can at least download this stuff that other people create. Also for uh, Battlefield, there's some other news out here. And this is really amazing because the game's not even out yet. But there is a cheat company, a cheat website that already has, and they are selling cheats for Battlefield 2042. It's not even out yet, but they already have the stuff. And... Some of the things they're doing is aimbots and cheat radars where they can see everybody on the map all the time. I, I can't even believe this. Like, how did they even create this? Do they have access to the like? Yeah. Do like, you get this? Are you have you already hijacked the source code? How do you like? To me, it's always it's the same thing with the Warzone stuff and the Call of Duty stuff. Like, how are these people? Like, these people are staying in business somehow, but how are they? How are they able to hack the code and know, is it just, you know, the thing that I think about is, is the, is the main source code that old and that repeatable that they can just continue the code from one generation to the next, or are there actual leakers out there in the organizations leaking the code out and, you know, basically making money off of it, like a corporate espionage perspective? Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Rex? Do you... Well, sometimes, well, there's one, a lot of the stuff with the Call of Duty, it was all client-based. So it was very hard for them to tell who was doing there. The data was already there. It was being sent in the box, right? So they were just on the PC reading that information that's coming in. It's not visible to the end user, but the, the, the client knows that there's a guy over there behind that wall because... It needs it's 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 drawing the map out and it knows that, but it's not visible to the end user, but the computer does. So they always have a hard time figuring out the the script junkies that that are uh, isolating those things. And that's a lot of times what happens with Call of Duty. 
I'm assuming it's the same kind of thing with Battlefield, right? They got a hold of the beta or something like that, or a test, a, 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 a test game, and they were in it somehow as a tester or something. And then they wrote this based on the, the client-side data that's being fed down to them. That's only my speculation. So, I, I, you know, either way, it's crazy. It is crazy. Now, do you think Dice is going to actually have a actual cheat detection system? I mean, we know Call of Duty does not, and they cannot combat the issues, especially in Warzone. You see it all the time where players have the aimbots going or wall hacks. And maybe like once a month, they quote unquote ban 60,000 people. The next day, the hackers are back in. <laughs> I was going to say, when you've got a game that gets like 600,000 new players a month, banning 65,000 people is a, drop in the, is a drop in the bucket. Now, do you think DICE will have a, an actual cheat detection system? I mean, I remember with four and with one on the PC, they had the standard anti-cheat because they were pushed out with the through the dice client right yeah but i mean i don't that's tough to say i would love for them to to take it one step further and use a another third party but i don't think yeah. it's gonna happen yeah I'm, I'm not yeah i'm with you i'm not i'm not so sure plus a lot of these uh really strict ones like pump buster and stuff are under a lot of flack right now because the only way they they can sort of put a clamp down on a lot of the cheats is with rootkits and you know you know how what rootkits do and how dangerous those things can be in the wrong hands so people are not wanting to install games with those types of cheat blockers in them because of what else they can do probably the biggest thing that overloaded with snipers i mean not snipers not cheaters uh, it just ruins it um it's hurting the move towards crossplay. i don't know i i hope this is full of shit and i hope battlefield since they have their own servers can get a better handle on this we'll see we'll see i mean people accuse me of hacking all the time but i'm just goddamn good <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move along to some tv and movies uh up first Blood Red Sky. This is not to be confused with my favorite U2 album, Under Blood Red Sky. Best album U2 did. Live album. I love it. Uh, this movie is about a plane that gets hijacked, and that's kind of just like the beginning of it. Turns out one of the uh, passengers is a vampire, <laughs> like the full-on ugly type. It gets pre She's pretty hideous. <laughs> uh, it's an action horror movie. It's out on Netflix. And if you have nothing to do, it's it's worth a watch. It's nothing great, but it's watchable. It's entertaining. Odd thing about it was it's a foreign, foreign film. Uh, I think it's a German film, and it's dubbed. But there's some parts in the, uh, the, the movie that was actually they were speaking English, like when they landed in Scotland, and they had those people there. They were all speaking English. Um, some of the actors spoke English. Like they had the guy from Prison Break. What's his name? Dominic... Uh, Dominic Purcell. Purcell, yeah, he was speaking English, and like because his lips, like you know, weren't out of sync with the the voice. Eh, like I said, if you're bored, if you want to check a zombie action, not a zombie, a vampire action flick out, it's all right. No Samuel L. Jackson. 
motherfucking oh, vampires on a motherfucking plane. That's what, that's what it needed. Oh my god! Because at one point, yeah, got a little overloaded. <laughs> Did, have you guys seen this yet, or am I the only sucker? No, I. Yeah, we we canceled our Netflix um, a while ago. So. Yeah, well, I don't blame you. They're they're quality. They're they're more quantity over quality lately, and it's just going downhill pretty much lately. Yeah, Netflix is the new straight to DVD. <laughs> the movie's not going to make it out in main theaters, so they just go straight to Netflix. Yeah, I mean we we've got so we're we got Amazon Prime, we got the Disney Plus, ESPN. Uh, hulu package and then paramount plus um and like for my kid the paramount plus is awesome because it has like almost all of the nickelodeon shows um but for us like we're good with like the the movies and the series that are on amazon prime and like what's on paramount plus so we we just got through what did we finish we finished loki from a disney plus perspective but on paramount plus we we're keeping up with like evil uh, the CBS show. Evil that, was good. I like that yeah, show. That moved to exclusively Paramount Plus. Uh, uh, so that that launches every that like premieres every Sunday. That one's really good. Um, you know we've we've watched uh, Yellowstone two or three times now uh, because it's on Paramount Plus. And then uh, doing we did we've done all of the basically all of the Disney Marvel shows through Loki. So looking forward to the next stuff that's, that's coming down the pipe. But yeah, Netflix was just overkill and the quality of the, the stuff that like once we got through, like we had a gift subscription for a year and then they changed the prices like midway through that year. So once we got to like the nine or 10 month mark and our subscription was up, we just let it lapse because there wasn't a real need for us to, keep it around yeah i think the real benefit of the cord cutting and these streaming services is so uh, netflix if they come out with a show you like you, you get it for a month or two and then you dump it when you're done watching the stuff you watch you dump it and you go pick up another service and you just you don't keep five or six of them all at the same time you keep like a couple of them and you just rotate through and yep. well let's just go right into the next netflix so i'm gonna jump on the agenda a little bit. And the other one was Army of Thieves. They have a new trailer coming out. And this is uh, coming this fall. It's a movie. It's a prequel to the dreadful Army of the Dead that was on Netflix. This was... Army of the Dead, I think, was like one of the worst zombie movies ever. And I can tolerate bad zombie movies. This one was horrible. So I'm not quite sure why they're making a prequel to this, because I thought that was bad. But I guess there's enough interest that they're going to make one. Um, It takes place at the beginning of the zombie apocalypse. And once again, it deals with some sort of bank heist. And I just don't care. <laughs> you guys have they any already had it. They probably already had it greenlit before they even. Army of the Dead. That was the Dave Bautista one, right? Yeah. The Vegas. Okay, yeah. good. I'm glad I missed it then. I was kind of hoping that it would be decent because he can be somewhat of a good actor. But uh, this was I mean, this was about as bad as bad gets. It just was silly. I mean, there's, I think there's one thing about Dave Batista. Dave Batista is a great character actor. When he is in an ensemble cast, he does not have the chops to carry a movie or carry a franchise. 
like the great thing about guardians of the galaxy is that he's part of an overarching like he's part of an ensemble cast he only has to be himself and he's really good at being you know that character yeah yeah he doesn't have the strength to carry a movie by himself and i you know he's he's had a couple other movies where he's done great like bit roles like yeah blade runner the, the, blade, the, the blade runner was good um my spy was really good but i mean that focused a lot on the kid um i never saw stuber was that any did either of you guys yeah, see that then no but hotel artemis he was he was good in that yeah hotel artemis that so that was the hotel artemis was the one i was thinking of and um marauders did you ever see that that was bruce willis and uh the guy from law yes. and order yes speaking of uh bad things bruce willis what the fuck he, he will star in anything as long as they give him a paycheck right now huh? <laughs> like, some of his movies that he's coming out with like, are just straight out dog shit and like, he was like the hottest actor yeah. like what 10 years ago 15 years ago yeah yeah have you seen cosmic sin yeah i have no i i i don't even like i see bruce willis now i'm just avoiding the movie it's i know it's gonna be bad like holy cow and he comes out with movies all the time he's non-stop in movie he's just he's riding his name up getting that check he's he's on the michael kane plan mike michael kane is also one of the guys who will just show up for a paycheck yeah that's what he's doing he's like hey he's he's done worrying about what he uh how good a movie is he's just in it for the He's padding the bank account for retirement right now. That's what he's oh, doing, right? Exactly. It's so bad. Oh, my God. Oh. Also, there was a uh, a trailer release for the upcoming Dexter's new season. New se- I guess it's season nine. There, and it's been like um, since 2013, since we've last heard from our favorite little serial killer, Dexter Morgan. Um, coming this fall, we'll get a chance to see him again. Showtime must be desperate for content and can't create anything original because they're bringing Dex back. Have you guys checked out the uh, trailer yet for this? In the trailer, Dexter was a good show. I fell off in the later seasons. I thought it was getting a little too crazy, but it was a good show. And the fact that they're bringing it back just, I mean, it just screams desperation. I mean, it's like they need like a, they need a flagship title that they need to, to get, uh, I mean, this is just to get subscribers back. That's basically yeah, what it I is. Mean, it, it's, it would be the same. It would be the same as HBO bringing back, you know, one of the iconic, like the wire or, you know, just a straight cash grab. Oh, you mean, uh, you mean the uh, Sopranos movie well, that they're coming well, yeah, out with? Yeah, true. I'm glad that you picked up on that because the <laughs> the uh, many saints of Newark uh, just feels like a straight cash grab. It absolutely does. I mean, this is this is a one time movie that they're dropping. I mean, this is just straight. Let's just see what kind of viewers we can grab in for that one month. <laughs> you know what? I saw. Uh, speaking of Sopranos, I saw an article that um, HBO paid James Gandolfini. Three million dollars not to be on the office. I think they were going to have him be the office, the the manager, the the Michael Scott. Yeah. Character? yeah. Oh wow. So the, and they didn't want him associated with that because what was they paid him three million dollars not to do it. And I was like, holy cow. Um, yeah, yeah I, I watched this Dexter trailer, and I mean it's more of a hype video right now, so it's you don't know what's going to happen. But uh, the last we saw Dexter. 
he packed up stuff from Miami and moved out to the woods, and that's where he is now. It was Dexter was a great show the first few seasons, and they got to the Trinity Killer, John Lithgow's character. That was excellent. That was excellent. Yeah, I watched the first. So the first one that they dropped, which would have been like a month ago. Mm-hmm. And like, I never watched Dexter, so it's not like it moved me to, oh, I need to go get Showtime and catch up. I would watch, I would check it out because you'd probably like it. But like the first three seasons, I think the third season's when the Trinity Killer comes in. And that was really good. It was really, really good. Um, after that, it sort of goes downhill. And then it, at the end, it really goes downhill. The, the, in fact, the ending was so awful. It was just, it was dreadful. <laughs> it was just like the, the final episode. You're just like, really? What the fuck? Like, bad, bad. Well, I'll see if it's on Amazon Prime or something where I can just watch it, watch it for free. Yeah. Like I said, you, you would like it up until after the, uh, the Trinity Killer. It's, yeah. it's worthwhile. And then uh, last but not least, Master the, the Masters of the Universe Revelation, He-Man is back. I don't know anything about this because I was not a He-Man guy. I was I was a little too old for this stuff. I mean, my younger brother had all the He-Man guys, all the characters, or the action figures, but I, I missed out on that. Uh, but I know Grex is into cartoons and men that wear loincloths. So, can you tell us about that, or like why you like men in loin- loincloth? Just because I request a couple of pics one time, and this is what happens, you know. This is Netflix, or this is Netflix, and it's a pure nostalgic uh, pic. Oh, this is the Kevin Smith. Um, yeah, Kevin like Smith passion, yeah. passion project, right? Yep, yep, yep. And then Mark Hamill is a uh, Skeletor, and stuff like that. It's a short five five episode thing. Um, you know, it, it's pretty built for kids. It's not a, an adult, not an adult one. Okay. No, no, it's, 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 it's massive. It's He-Man as you sort of remember back with, you know, a little better animation. I mean, looking at this cast, this is like a who's who of, uh, of what would just be voice actors, Lena Hetty, Mark Hamill, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Liam Cunningham, who, you know, Game of Thrones, Alicia Silverstone. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, they got a lot of big names in this. And it's just a, uh, I went through, I've gone through about half the, se- half the episodes already. And uh, it's just, it's just a fun little show. It's nothing really to get crazy about. It's basically for all the guys who grew up watching it, you know, back in the 80s on Saturday morning cartoons, mm-hmm. you know. So it's, it's like like it's Kevin Smith like homage to his childhood. Yeah. Yep. So why would they need to bring this back? I don't understand. I don't know. They probably paid him a lot of money. He's like, I got this great idea. I want to do this. It'd be fun for me. And they said, right. okay. Well, I mean, like you stop and think about it. They did a Voltron reboot, and they did whatever happened with the Thundercats reboot. Did that ever get off the ground? Like they're like over the last five years, it's been like our era of childhood cartoons have all been attempted to be rebooted in some form or fashion. They're just truly out of ideas, aren't they? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's very apparent that Hollywood is a recycle idea machine. It's, it's awful. It's tough. I don't watch much 
television and I don't go to the movies too often. Well, I don't go to the movies at all anymore, but I don't watch anything at home too much. Uh, Cause nothing's really that good anymore. Like it's, it's, it feels like it's like low effort repeats of stuff and it just, it's not good. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, I watched that uh, tomorrow war on Amazon prime and that was terrible. I felt like that was an hour and a half or two hours of my life. I can't get back. <laughs> I can imagine. I heard it was bad. I was like all set to watch. I'm like, I kept seeing the bad things about like Nats. Oh, right. It's bad. Yeah, good. But I took you guys recommendation from last show and I binged through Titans and uh, that was good. I liked it. I got to watch that. That's, that's I thought really it was good. pretty good. It was a lot darker and savage than I expected it to be. Uh, is that definitely, Netflix? Definitely, no, it's uh, H- HBO. So definitely not what I consider the kids' cartoon that I remember it. You know? <laughs> you know, I, that's like I said before. Like we, we were talking about that. I didn't see it, but I used to read the Teen Titans comic back when I was a kid. Um, I enjoyed that. And then I liked the cartoon they had, the, the little kid ones. I thought that was funny. My kids would watch it, and I'd watch it. That was pretty good. There's a few kids, uh, kids' cartoons I watched with my kids that were really good. Avatar Last Airbender was phenomenal. That was great. SpongeBob SquarePants, the first like few few the first few seasons, the first couple seasons, like I think like three or four, hysterical. Like it goes, I would rank that right up with Bugs Bunny style cartoons. It was it was amazing. That's the shit I watch with my kids. Yeah. Now they uh, they don't watch cartoons anymore. Now my oldest is watching. Uh, the Sixers news to see where Ben Simmons is going. <laughs> to ben Simmons, who builds orphanages with his bricks. <laughs> so he's, uh, that yeah. was, I, I, I mean, Anthony Mackie is a great personality, but like that, e, that SB bit, like he seemed like a lot of those jokes he was stretching, like he had no contextual reference for some of the jokes. Yeah. <laughs> my my poor kid he was the the probably the last ben simmons uh defender and after they got knocked out of playoffs he's he's dead to me <laughs> i want him gone like if this guy could make a 10 footer can he make a jump shot to keep us in the playoffs no well all you had to do is dunk on the little short guy my kid's like just, he's like I, I want the ball i would have dunked that i would have dunked it right then and there <laughs> yeah uh anyway you guys get anything else? Um, I, as always, I'm on here. I will plug my extra life campaign, still raising money for extra life children's miracle network. How can they find you? They can find me on, uh, the extra. Lo- so you can find me in the forums. There is a barbecue sauce post that has a link to my fundraising portal. It also has all of the different barbecue sauces that I make and resell for uh, exclusively going towards the Extra Life 2021 campaign. So I am uh, in between sauce uh, brewing right now. So I will probably uh, start another larger batch closer to my birthday in October. Um, Game day, of course, is November 6th, but I try to be online at least once a week. Uh, these last couple weeks, I've been online every Sunday around noon Pacific, 
uh, streaming Sea of Thieves with a couple other people from the Phoenix Extra Life group. And what's your Twitch num- uh, handle? Twitch Twitch is barbecue underscore bus underscore 602. And there you go. If you want to check out some mediocre gameplay. <laughs> totally mediocre gameplay, uh, great commentary and great running jokes. Uh, terrible gameplay. <laughs> What's Sea uh, of Thieves? I mean, it's not. I mean, it, you know, it's. I like it because it's it's different. Uh, there are a lo- there's so much different stuff to do in the game, but I never. This was a game that I didn't think I would like. Like, there were a couple guys on GRG that were like through it in you know a month or a month and a half, and they were off of it. I came in really late. Like I know it came out in like 2018, but I didn't get into it until like maybe January when they started, when they started the seasons. I think it's a whole different game now too. They added a whole, yeah, they added, they've added, so talking to guys that have played from day one or played from the first year, it's a completely different game now. Like the whole objectives have changed. So it's free on game pass. So like that's a that's a great uh, promotional opportunity is you, the only thing you would have to spend money on would be cosmetics. So it would just be like any other, you know, any of the other free to play games like Destiny or anything else where there's no. There's no monetary advantage, there's no gameplay advantage in spending money. It is purely cosmetic, you know, and they have a season pass where you get other cosmetic items and like in game currency as you unlock the hundred levels of the pass it has pvp and pve and you know the the stuff that we do on sundays is is fun we always seem to always seem to have a good time and we're laughing a lot so it's uh you know and it's it's great that we're online on a weekly basis promoting extra life and um you know awareness for children's miracle network hospitals and you know there it's one of the things that often gets overlooked from a covid perspective is those kids that do get sick or have complications because they did get infected so for me it's a good cause this is my seventh year doing it you know it took on a little different meaning two years ago when my son was born and he spent 20 days in the NICU but it's still even with or without my son it would be it would be a charity that I have no problem investing time and money in. Boy, just thinking about that too now with COVID and, and, and children in the hospitals, I work for a hospital IT and when, when COVID hit and all this nonsense, they were so strict on who can and can't come in. That's got to be tough on families now. Yeah. Um, you know, and one of the, the other things that they're pushing, you know, Children's Miracle Network is is fantastic. You know, for those of for the listening audience who may not know, they've been around about 38 years. They've raised upwards of like six billion dollars in those 38 years. So they are a true titan of 501c3 fundraising for children's health. Um, you know, and every year they kind of cycle through a a, a few different campaigns inside extra life. Now there's there's a big focus on where kids kids nutritional perspective and where their next meal is coming from. So there are some things on on my uh, on my fundraising page about uh, meal awareness and about donations uh, focused around 
hunger and providing meals for for kids um, and families that are that are impacted by kids in the Children's Miracle Network hospitals. Well, I would donate some of my wife's cooking to you guys, but that'd be labeled child <laughs> abuse. So it's just me. <laughs> so I, uh, you know, this is right now. I'm at about a thousand dollars. I set a initial goal of twelve hundred and fifty last year. I raised about twenty, just shy of twenty five hundred. So you know, the GRG community as a whole, the last seven, the last six years I've been doing this has been extremely supportive. The guys are really on board. Um, you know, this originally started like this is going to this is going to date myself. But like that first year that I played, I played with Grumpy and he and I streamed together for 24 hours. And we and it was so brutal. And both of us were like, this is terrible. I don't think we're ever going to do this again. <laughs> and, and, you know, I seven years later, here I am still still doing it. There you go. I'll end shameless plug. <laughs> Rex has got a uh, never remember. We're just gonna drop it. We're not gonna. <laughs> I was gonna talk why are you gonna go? Why are you gonna go there? Shame, shameful uh, plug. Uh, anyway, <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's going to do it for our this episode of the Reapercast. Now I'm all screwed up. <laughs> Making fun of Grex. I want to thank everybody for being on the show. Thank you, uh, Barbecue Bus Short Bus, for being on. And Grex as well. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Well, no, I don't thank Grex. I no, well, it's not he a pleasure. Just, so I don't. He just shows up. This is torture. This is torture. <laughs> As always, I'd like to remind everyone to stop by our forums at forums.grimmerbergamers.com to see everything we're up to, as well as to follow us on Twitter at grgamers.com. I've been pumping out the crazy gaming memes on that. So that's like my specialty now. <sighs> and with that, we are out of here. Stay safe and get your game on. <laughs>